ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد as we know we're rounding out the final hours the final days and nights of this blessed month of Ramadan we ask Allah to accept all of our efforts for any good no matter how small it may seem to be to us we ask Allah to accept it nonetheless and for any mistakes that we may have made small big anywhere in between we ask Allah to forgive all of our all of our mistakes and to help us to try our best to be better each and every day during Ramadan as well as after Ramadan amin rabbil alamin when we look at specific terminology that Allah azza wa jalla uses in the Quran in different places it's extremely precise and it's always relevant to reflect on what we do find in front of us in the Quran and also at times what we may not find in an ayah or in a story or in a surah there's benefit that can be derived in both ways there's there can be a deep fruitful reflection process to go through each way through either path when we look at how allah azza wa jalla describes how we should approach this life it's interesting that allah does not say remember your dunya allah says don't forget your dunya even within that even within that very slight subtle wrinkle in surah al-qasas there's wisdom we can derive from that especially if you connect that that wording that type of wording that approach if you connect it with some basic understanding in psychology there's a difference between telling somebody do something good and don't do something bad even if the the desired outcome may be the same there's a difference between hearing even within the quran to work towards jannah and to avoid the hellfire there's naturally there's a difference between the two if somebody thinks to themselves regarding any athletic contest i do want to win the game there's a difference in that approach as opposed to thinking i don't want to lose the game the outcome the desired outcome is the same you want to have one or more points than the opposing team but the 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 paradigm is a little bit different between the two the way that allah azza wa jalla describes the dunya allah says wala tansa nasibaka min ad-dunya don't don't forget your portion of the dunya but immediately after that in the same ayah wa ahsan kama ahsana allah ilayk even regarding your dunya approach it with ihsan even regarding your dunya approach it with a sense of excellence and and to try to do it precisely it may seem like something as small and simple as parking properly when you go to the mall to go eat shopping but when it comes to even these smaller these micro decisions on a daily basis that the muslim makes when a person's iman truly permeates their heart what's supposed to happen is it then permeates the rest of their being it permeates it it affects their tongue it affects their ears their eyes their limbs it affects their time it affects the company they keep socially it affects when they sleep and when they wake up when they eat and when they don't when do they give more charity 
and when do they kind of slow down a little bit and they still give but maybe not as much we know that when it comes to the month of Ramadan this is a golden opportunity for all of us to take advantage of it in reality to help ourselves so even when it comes to these small decisions Allah is saying go about your dunya with ihsan when it comes to your work try to have ihsan when it comes to your school try to have ihsan when it comes to this that or the other Try to approach it with ihsan, try to approach it with itqan, try to do it properly. Try to do a good job as best you can. And the Prophet taught us this والسلام, even in connection when it comes to slaughtering an animal, when it, comes to, when it comes to sacrifice in that way. Even in that regard, if you're going to do it, do it with ihsan. Make sure, make sure the blade is sharp. Make sure there, there's a certain process to go through if that decision is going to be made then do it with ihsan. If you're going to get to the point where you decide to sacrifice an animal for Eid or otherwise, do it with ihsan. Even though technically you're taking the life of the animal, at least do it with ihsan. Make sure the blade is sharp so it doesn't suffer. Make sure it doesn't see the blade so it doesn't suffer. Make sure the other animals don't see their friend or relative or you know whatever term would be applied here, because then both suffer. Especially those who see it, if they see that's what's happening, you know, to their friend or their brother, then and that and they start to panic. So the Prophet is teaching us, even when it comes to taking the life of an animal, of an animate thing, a living thing, even then do it with ihsan. What's the phrasing that Allah Azza wa Jal used? Wala tansa As if it's it's almost so forgotten, Allah is saying, don't forget it entirely, remember your portion of it. Even within that framework of how it's worded, there's benefit that we can derive. But then when it comes to what we should remember, what does Allah say? Allah says when it comes to Jum'ah prayer, when it comes to Jum'ah, rush responsibly. No one is saying to speed like crazy. Allah is saying to prioritize it, to carve out time, to try to show up early as best you can. Allah didn't say, don't forget Allah. Allah said, rush to the remembrance of Allah. So even within comparing these two phrases, وَلَا تَنْسَ نَصِيبَكَ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا and فَسْعَوْ إِلَىٰ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَذَرُوا الْبَيْعِ Even within that slight difference, there's benefit that we can derive. What is something worth forgetting? What is something worth remembering? At the end of the day, this life comes and goes, but the next life is permanent and is forever. And we ask Allah to gather all of us in His garden in paradise. Amin Rabbil Alameen. One of the key action items that we find time and time and time again in the Qur'an. And the Prophet taught us, والسلام, that actions are judged by their ending. Actions are judged by their ending. So we want to end Ramadan strong. Today being the last Friday of Ramadan, we want to end it strong. We should think to ourselves, what do I want to make dua for today after Asr? How can I capitalize on today, it being the last Friday of Ramadan? How can I show Allah my gratitude for this month, uh, this month up until this point? All the good that I've tried to do, all the bad I've tried to avoid, how can I show Allah my gratitude? How can I express my thankfulness to my Maker, to my Creator? 
One of the key action items that we're reminded of time and time and time again in the Qur'an and it's usually connected with, with taqwa. From the very beginning of the Qur'an after Surah Fatiha, Alif Lamim, Dhalika al-Kitab wa la Hudan lil muttaqeen. That is the book in which there is no doubt. And it's guidance for people of taqwa. And then what are some of the descriptions that Allah Himself gives regarding these people? May Allah make all of us from among them, Amir Rabbil Alameen, Hudan lil muttaqeen. Specifically, lil muttaqeen. And then what's the description of these people? Alladheena yu'minuna bil ghayb. They believe in the unseen. وَيُقِيمُونَ الصَّلَةِ وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ They believe in the unseen. They establish their prayer and they give from what Allah has given them. They give from what they were, from what they were given. So even within this wording, it's, there's an understanding within the hearts of these people. There's an understanding within their hearts that anything that I have, I recognize that it's not originally from me. I may knock on the door of effort, I may study for that test, I may apply for that job, I may try to do everything that I possibly can. We do that because we have to do that, we're supposed to do that. That's the nature of this life. But there's a bigger objective, there's a bigger goal. Allah mentions those who believe in the unseen, they establish prayer and they give from what they were given. So these people have this depth depth perception that you know what let me give something from what Allah has given me because I recognize and understand that it was given to me in the first place it was given to me in the first place I'm just the safe I'm not the gold I'm not the silver I'm I'm just holding it for a different purpose it's with me for a little, but the whole point of, of, of the safe is to protect it. But then when it comes to giving, when it comes to using whatever that precious thing is, that's the whole point of it. So Allah is entrusting us with whatever blessings that we have to see how are we going to respond. Just because somebody has more dunya than another, one society may have more wealth than another, one culture may have more wealth than another, that doesn't mean at all that Allah loves them more than the other. How many people have so little regarding dunya, but they're so rich internally? And how many people, they have so much in terms of dunya, but they're so poor internally? You have the rare exception where some people have both. They have both dunya and they're working towards the akhirah. That's a very small fraction. But the fact that we live in this country gives us an opportunity to try to check both boxes. A lot of people live here, a lot of people come to this country seeking dunya. Good, alhamdulillah, keep it halal. وَلَا تَنْسَ نَصِيبَكَ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا Don't forget your portion of dunya. وَأَحْسَنْ كَمَا أَحْسَنَ اللَّهُ إِلَيْكِ And have ihsan with others as Allah has had ihsan with you. People of taqwa recognize this as a fact. Allah has shown me ihsan, so let me show ihsan to others. Allah has given me, I recognize and understand that as much as I may knock on that door of opportunity, I'm not the one who opens it. How many people do we know? How many stories do we know of people who are very intelligent? They're very educated, but they may still be struggling in some ways financially. You have some people with PhDs and they're homeless. We ask Allah to help them. 
You have some people, they, they, it, the way that it looks from the outside looking in, it looks like this person should be the next Bill Gates. But maybe they're struggling. They did their part to knock. Maybe that door didn't open and maybe that's part of their test. But if that door has been opened for you, what are you going to do as you walk through that door? How many people have come to this country seeking dunya? Good. But then they forgot their akhirah. They forgot their akhirah and their kids have forgotten their akhirah. How many people have come to this country seeking dunya? There's nothing wrong with that. Just keep it halal. There's nothing wrong with that. But in the process, if you forget the bigger picture, then what are you doing? What are your priorities? is much more than simply giving charity. This is a trademark of the character of these people. They deeply understand that if I have a house, Allah is the one who gave it to me. If I have a job, Allah is the one who gave it to me. If I have wealth or health or whatever it may be, Allah is the one who gave it to me. I recognize that I'm helpless. I put in the effort to show Allah that I'm willing to work because He told me to work. But I recognize that that door of opportunity opens. I'm not the one opening it. I try my best because I have to. We're supposed to. But are we willing to express gratitude for the wealth that Allah has entrusted us with? Very temporarily. Very temporarily. This life comes and goes. But what are we going to do with that moment of time that we have? Imam al-Shafi'i, he said beautifully, this life is but a moment, so make it a moment of obedience. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما صلى الله على محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم When we look at Surah Ali Imran there's this beautiful signature ayah that begins a signature passage and this is very well known when you look at the entire Quran you have some parts that are more well-known than others. There are some ayahs, some surahs, some portions that are more well-known than, uh, than others, and this is one of those. Allah begins this passage by saying, To rush quickly, to go quickly. Again, terminology for dunya, Allah says, Walk regarding your dunya. Don't run, don't sit down, walk. Walk for dunya. But for Akhirah, Allah says, flee. فَفِرُّوا إِلَى اللَّهِ سَابِقُوا إِلَى مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّنْ رَبِّكُمْ وَسَارِعُوا إِلَى مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّنْ رَبِّكُمْ There's a much faster pace. There's a sense of haste and urgency to rush quickly to the forgiveness of Allah and His Jannah, to compete towards the forgiveness of Allah and His Jannah, to flee towards Allah. We can put that in practice when we look at this passage. We're told how we can put it into practice. وَسَارِعُوا إِلَى مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّنْ رَبِّكُمْ وَجَنَّةٍ عَرْضُهَا السَّمَاوَاتُ وَالْأَرْضُ أُعِدَّتْ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ Again, people of taqwa. What is the first action item mentioned after that? The first act, Allah is giving us the cheat code. This is how you can make it to my garden. If you want to be forgiven, I'm telling you how. If your professor tells you, I am going to tell you exactly what you need to do to succeed on this exam. I'm going to give you the cheat sheet. I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do, what you need to know. Do that, you'll be just fine. Allah gives us these action items afterwards. 
Allah mentions people of taqwa, those who they give charity, they give sadaqa. When times are good, they're connected to charity. When times are bad, they're connected to charity. Because they understand that if anyone can change my situation from good to bad or bad to good, it's Allah. If times are good and I want to protect it, let me give charity and Allah will protect that blessing He's given me. If time, So that way it stays good and it doesn't go to bad. And if times are bad, there's still this importance of giving charity because if anyone can change my situation from bad to good, it's Allah Azza wa Jal. It's the one that I'm giving sadaqah for. It's the one that I'm giving charity for. People of taqwa are always connected with this act within their capacity. Notice, Allah leaves it blank. Allah doesn't mention they give exactly this many gold coins or this much wealth. Allah just mentions the act because it's about the intention more than the amount. I want to encourage everyone here today to reflect on the fact that when the Prophet ﷺ arrived in Medina, project number one was to build the masjid. Take note of what he said immediately before that though. The first major project, building the masjid. Because that's the hub. When you have a masjid from there, it's like a fountain that keeps on giving. From there, everything else will sprout. From the masjid, people will meet each other and say, hey, let's start an organization to go help orphans. From the masjid, people will make an organization to help refugees. From the masjid, people will come up with these projects and ideas. Let's go and build wells in West Africa, in Sierra Leone, or in Ghana, or in Guinea, you name it. But the hub, the heart is the masjid. And then from there, everything else will benefit. Everybody else will benefit. What did the Prophet say, before he officially started that project? When he arrives in Medina, his inaugural address, Ayyuhannas, he addresses everyone. Afshu salam spread peace. Wa'atrimu ta'am, and feed people. Wa'asil al-arham, maintain family ties. Wa'asallu bil-layli wa'nasuniyam. And pray at night when people are sleeping, tadkhulul jannati bi salam, and you will enter paradise in peace. He mentioned three social things and one spiritual thing. Spread peace, feed people, family ties, pray at night. Let's take advantage of today being the last Friday of Ramadan and give some sadaqah today. And specifically, I want us to appreciate the fact that we have a masjid because we have a masjid, because we have Jum'ah. Through that, there can be this reminder, let's donate to relief organizations. I want to encourage everyone here to please give me a few moments after the prayer. And if you have to go, you have to go. Everyone has different circumstances. But please stop by the, the kiosks and donate to relief organizations. Fill out a card, fill out a pledge card, and at the top, somewhere on their right, for relief organizations. All of the money raised in that pot specifically is going to be split three ways between Ihsan Foundation for West Africa, uh, uh, founded and managed by our beloved Dr. Ahmed Bangura, Islamic Relief, and Helping Hand. We have to prioritize the masjid first, and then because of that, we can have all these other beautiful projects as a result. I want to encourage everyone to give what you can today, and I want to ask all of you, if you can, please give me 30 seconds after we finish the prayer. We ask Allah for what's best in this life and the next. We ask Allah to accept any and all of our efforts. We ask Allah to forgive our mistakes. We ask Allah to help us to exit this month better than how we started it. We ask Allah to help us to maintain any good habits that we've built during this blessed month, and we ask Allah to help us to avoid any bad habits we've managed to avoid during this blessed month. We ask Allah to help all of the Muslims who are struggling in the world. We ask Allah to help all of the Muslims struggling in our locality.
as well as internationally. We ask Allah to help us. We ask Allah to help us to help ourselves. We ask Allah to help the Muslims who are struggling. And we ask Allah to help us to help the Muslims who are struggling. We ask Allah to make us people of taqwa and to help us to be from among those who answer His call. We ask Allah to make us from among those who, who answer His call, His invitation to Iman, His invitation to His garden, to the abode of peace. We ask Allah to grant all of us abundant peace in this life and the next. Amir Rabbil Alameen. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasna fi al-akhirati hasna wa qina adhab al-nar. Wa ma umiru illa liya'budu allaha mukhlisina lahu dina hunafa wa yuqimu salata wa yitu al-zakaa wa dhalika dinu al-qaymah wa aqimu al-salaam.